All right, welcome back to chapter 23, abdominal, hematologic, gynecologic, genitourinary, and renal emergencies. We're going to go over the acute abdomen, hematologic emergencies, gynecologic emergencies, genitourinary, and renal emergencies. Our case study intro, 67-year-old Mary Hill began experiencing intermittent abdominal pain and cramping around her umbilical area several hours ago. But the pain has since become more intense and steady and more localized towards the right lower quadrant. She feels nauseated and as if she might be developing a fever. How concerning is the patient's chief complaint? Explain your answer. What questions should you ask this patient? What are the steps of physical examination for this patient? Remember, I encourage you to pause this video, write the questions down so that you can answer them in the future. All right. Abdominopelvic pain has many causes and can be caused by serious underlying conditions. Care includes managing life threats, making the patient comfortable, and transport. Hematologic disorders are disorders of the blood and its components. Gynecologic emergencies can present with abdominopelvic pain and vaginal bleeding. Some gynecologic emergencies can be life-threatening. Renal disease is common, and EMTs commonly encounter patients undergoing dialysis. Abdominal structures and functions. The abdominal cavity extends from the diaphragm to the pelvis. The peritoneum lines the abdominal cavity, and the visceral peritoneum is in contact with the organs. Abdominal quadrants and regions. Organs can be located in, uh, located in the intraperitoneal or retroperitoneal space. The abdomen is divided into four quadrants for reference. You need to go review your anatomy and uh, so that you can understand the intraperitoneal and the retroperitoneal. Figure A is the abdominal quadrants and B is the abdominal regions. You need to study this figure and know where they're at. Types of abdominal structures. The abdominal cavity contains three types of structures, hollow organs, solid organs, and vascular structures. Organs in the abdominal cavity. Here's a figure that you need to study and, uh, and get to know very well. Here's a figure with hollow organs, solid organs, and major vascular structures. Here's organs of the abdomen and their functions. So you need to read over this and study this. I know you can read. I know you don't want me to just read everything to you. But you need to look at this slide, look at this figure uh, on your own time. Here's part two. Pathophysiology of abdominal pain. Abdominal pain results from these mechanisms, stretching, inflammation, and ischemia. Types of abdominal pain. Visceral pain arises from organs and can be uh, less severe, more generalized, dull or aching, and constant or intermittent. Parietal pain arises from peritoneum, more severe, more localized, sharp and constant. 
Referred pain is visceral pain that is felt somewhere other than the organ affected. So here's a figure that's going to uh, show you the sites of referred pain. The lines point to the locations where pain may be felt with their, uh, when there is a disease of or injury to the named organ. So just some examples here. You see uh, the liver is here, can be referred to the neck. The heart here can be referred to the uh, left breast, down the uh, left arm, and so forth. Again, more figures that you got to study and understand. Conditions that can cause acute abdominal pain. There are several causes. Hospital care is usually required. Do not spend time at the scene trying to determine the exact cause. Some conditions that may cause acute abdomen or acute abdominal pain rather. Peritonitis, appendicitis, pancreatitis, cholecystitis, gastrointestinal bleeding, gastroenteritis, peptic ulcer disease, intestinal obstruction, hernia, abdominal aortic aneurysm. Peritonitis is caused by peritoneal inflammation. The signs and symptoms are abdominal pain or tenderness, nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea, fever, chills, lack of appetite, and positive Markle test. So the Markle test is if you uh, have someone stand up uh, and then stand on their tippy toes and then fall back onto their heels. If there's any pain felt, uh, if there's any pain felt in the abdominal region, that is a positive Markle test. Appendicitis. Untreated, the tissue can die and rupture. It is more common in children. Definitive care is surgical. Signs and symptoms. Periumbilical abdominal pain localizing to the right lower quadrant. Nausea, vomiting, low-grade fever, chills, lack of appetite, and abdominal guarding, positive Markle sign. Pain, uh, pancreatitis, signs and symptoms, pain, tenderness, distension. Pain may radiate from the umbilicus to the back. Jaundice, fever, and signs of shock. Cholecystitis associated with gallstones often occurs to patients between the ages of 30 and 50, more common in women. Without treatment, complications could occur. Signs and symptoms, upper middle to right, uh, or to upper right, right quadrant, abdominal pain, tenderness of the right upper quadrant, belching and heartburn, nausea and vomiting. Gastrointestinal bleeding can occur at any point in the gastrointestinal tract. Classified as upper or lower. Many causes include ulcers, esophageal varices, and diverticulitis. Signs and symptoms of gastrointestinal bleeding, abdominal pain or tenderness, hematomesis, hematochesia, melina, altered mental status, weakness, syncope, tachycardia, and shock. And I'm going to uh, define the hematomesis. 
is the vomiting of blood. And I'm gonna, I know you're not gonna wanna hear this. Uh, hemotochesia is the passing of fresh blood through the anus, usually in or with stool. And Melina is a dark, sticky feces containing partly digested blood. I knew you wanted to hear that, right? Right. Esophageal varices uh, engorge weakened veins in the esophagus, commonly caused by heavy alcohol use or liver disease. Um, use, uh, usually painless, but bleeding can be profuse. Airway management can be challenging. Signs and symptoms, large amounts of bright red hematomesis, uh, no pain or tenderness in the abdomen, rapid pulse, difficulty breathing, pale, cool, clammy skin, signs of shock, jaundice. Esophageal viruses are common in heavy alcohol drinkers or patients with liver disease. Uh, you look at the uh, liver, it says the liver with cirrhosis. And there's pointing to the esophageal varices here. So, uh, endoscopic view of an esophageal varix. Gastroenteritis may be chronic or acute, often caused by infection. Signs and symptoms, abdominal pain, cramping, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, abdominal tenderness, fever, dehydration, signs of shock, and severe cases. Ulcers, open sores in the stomach or beginning of the small intestine, may result in bleeding or perforation. Here's a good uh, animated uh, illustrated figure of ulcers, beginning of the small intestine. And there's a good endoscopic view of an ulcer in the small intestine. Lovely. I just love looking at stuff like that. Signs and symptoms of ulcers, uh, sudden onset of left upper quadrant epigastric pain, nausea, vomiting, hematomesis, hematochesia, melina, signs of shock in cases of severe bleeding, parentinitis in cases of preparation. Intestinal obstruction may include small or large intestines, may result from tumors, fecal impaction, or adhesions. Untreated may lead to sepsis, perforation, intestinal infarction, and peritonitis. Signs and symptoms. Abdominal pain, nausea, vomiting, constipation, abdominal distension, tenderness, prominent high-pitched bowel sounds, diminished or absent bowel sounds. How would you know about bowel sounds? Well, I'm going to tell you. You're going to take your little stethoscope and you're going to listen to the epigastrium or the stomach. 
Hernia is a protrusion of the intestine through an opening or weakness in the abdominal wall associated with increased pressure in the abdominal cavity. May become incarcerated. That means uh, blocked off. Uh, think about being incarcerated yourself. No more freedom. Signs and symptoms of a hernia. Abdominal pain with lifting or straining. Fever, rapid pulse, tender mass at site of hernia. Signs and symptoms of intestinal obstruction. Abdominal aortic aneurysm. Weakened, ballooned area of the aorta. It may rupture. Most common in men over 60. Okay, here we go. Here's the kidneys here. That's not the aneurysm. And then you have the aorta coming down and it balloons out and it can weaken and rupture. If this ruptures, you have minutes, 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 minutes to uh, get them to surgery because is the mass is a very, very large artery in your body and you could it could result in bleeding out very quickly. And there's nothing you can do because it'll be internal bleeding. So in aortic dissection, we talked about in the last few chapters where uh, the inner wall of the aorta aorta will weaken and it will tear um, causing the blood to separate the walls and I'll just let you know that uh, if you hear, ever have anybody with a tearing pain in the chest or stomach then uh, that's probably the reason why one of the reasons signs and symptoms of an aortic aneurysm uh, gradual onset of lumbar groin and abdominal pain with rupture sudden onset of severe constant pain of the lower back, flank, or pelvis described as tearing, and testicular pain. Nausea, vomiting, mottled or spotty abdominal skin, pale, cool, clammy, cyanotic skin in the legs, absent, decreased femoral or pedal pulses, skin below the waist may be cyanotic, cold, or mottled. Do not palpate the abdomen. Do not continue to palpate a pulsating mass. Assess for shock. Transport the patient without delay. Vomiting, diarrhea, and constipation associated with many acute abdominal disorders can cause abdominal pain. May lead to dehydration serious enough to cause shock. Considerations in special populations with abdominal pain. Pediatrics. Questions. If infants or small children, has the child been more irritable than normal recently? Can you con console the child while they are crying or upset? Has the child had poor feeding habits recently? In the elderly or geriatric, have decreased perception of abdominal pain, may wait longer to seek medical care. Immunocompromised patients have a poor inflammatory response to abdominal conditions. Bariatric surgery patients are at risk for ulcers, perforations, and obstructions of the bowel. Click on the term that is used to describe an inflammation of the gallbladder. Okay, I'll give you a few seconds to look at that. If you chose cholecystitis, you'll be correct. The term that is used to describe inflammation of the gallbladder is cholecystitis. Assume the problem is potentially life-threatening. Low blood pressure, syncope, and pale. 
cool, clammy skin associated with abdominal pain indicates a serious condition. Abdominal pain lasting more than six hours is an emergency. And you're seeing size up, take standard precautions, look for a mechanism of injury. Look for indications of bleeding, vomiting, or medications used to relieve abdominal pain. Your primary assessment, perform a general impression. Patients with abdominal pain may assume a guarded position. That means they are guarding their, their abdomen, that's they're in pain. Uh, ensure an open airway, be alert for vomiting, assist ventilations if they are adequate or inadequate, excuse me. Check the circulation, pulse, skin color, temperature, and condition. Categorize the patient as high priority if they exhibit any of the following. Poor general appearance, unresponsive, responsive, not following commands, shock, and severe pain. Ask the following questions, your OPQRST questions. Onset, provocation, quality, radiation, severity, and time. If the patient has any allergies, if there is a past history of abdominal problems, and when the patient last ate or drank. Has the patient's appetite changed? What was the color of the patient's last stools? Has the patient had difficulty urinating? And what was the patient doing when the distress started? During your secondary, inspect the abdomen. Palpate the abdomen in all four quadrants. Begin palpating with the least painful area. Inspect the abdomen, then palpate each quadrant. Note any tenderness, rigid, rigidity, or masses. You're going to have to get comfortable with these patients. You're going to have to touch them and you're going to have to feel them. I don't care if they tell you it hurts, but you need to feel it. You need to know because if you feel a pulsating mass in that abdomen, it could be an aortic aneurysm. And you definitely want to be very, very careful with those patients because if that thing bursts, I'm telling you, you have minutes, minutes. Secondary assessment, the abdomen is normally, uh, normally should be soft and non-tender. Assess for voluntary guarding, involuntary guarding, and rigidity. Palpate for masses. Assess vital signs. Be alert to signs of shock. Associated signs and symptoms. Uh, tenderness, anxiety, fear, guarded position, rapid, shallow breathing, rapid pulse. Blood pressure changes from pain or shock. Nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea. Abdominal rigidity or guarding. Distended abdomen and fever or chills. Belching or flatulence. Changes in bowel habits or urination, signs and symptoms of shock, and signs of internal bleeding. Emergency medical care. Keep the airway patent. Be alert to vomiting. Place the patient in a comfortable position. Maintain an SpO2 of 94% or greater. Administer nothing by mouth. Here's an emergency care protocol for acute abdominal pain. I'm not going to read these over to you because this is some of the stuff that we went over already. Uh, we've, we've been over this several times in emergency medical care. I want you to read over this. Make sure you understand it. Here's the emergency care algorithm for acute abdominal pain. Look it over. Study it. Um, calm and reassure your patient. Treat for shock if present and initiate transport. All right, back to the case study. Ms. Hill's uh, history uh, reveals that she has been constipated for one to two days and that she feels bloated. She has had previous abdominal surgeries for a hysterectomy, append uh, appendectomy, and cholecystectomy 
She takes medications for atrial fibrillation and has no allergies. She has not had an appetite for two days and was not doing anything in particular when the discomfort began. The physical exam reveals a facial expression consistent with experiencing pain. The patient who is lying on her right side with her hips flexed has very warm, dry skin and a distended abdomen that is tender palpation, particularly in the lower right quadrant. Vital signs are a pulse of 92, irregular, blood pressure is 132 over 84, respiration is 20, and slightly shallow, SpO2 is at 96 on room air. What are some disorders that would explain Ms. Hill's signs and symptoms? What emergency care is required for Ms. Hill? Okay, I encourage you to pause the video, write the questions down. Hematologic emergencies. Hematologic problems that may be encountered in pre-hospital care include anemia, sickle cell disease, and hemophilia. Anemia is a decrease in red blood cell volume, may be chronic or acute, decrease in oxygen carrying capability, may cause pain to be pale and easily fatigued with shortness of breath on exertion. Sickle cell anemia, uh, hereditary disorder, more common in African Americans, Africans, and those of Mediterranean, South and Central American, and Middle Eastern origin. Sickle cell disease, the four common patterns of sickle cell crisis, all of which are painful, are the following. A bone crisis, acute chest syndrome, abdominal crisis, and joint crisis. Signs and symptoms of sickle cell crisis, bone and joint pain, fever, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, and pale skin. Uh, priapism, that is a, a, uh, an erection in men um, caused by a disease or an injury. Jaundice, tachycardia, ulcers on lower legs, sudden blindness in one eye, excessive thirst, and frequent urination. Emergency care, ensure an adequate airway, breathing and circulation, maintain adequate oxygenation. Hemophilia, is so blood clotting is impaired in hemophilia. What normally is considered minor bleeding can be an emergency in hemophiliacs. Use normal methods to control bleeding, but be aware that bleeding control is more difficult. Case study conclusion. Pre-hospital care for Ms. Hill consists of placing her on the right side of the stretcher, um, on her right side on the stretcher with her knees drawn up, which in, the, in this position, it, uh, which is the position in which she is the most comfortable. It also allows for less risk to the airway if she vomits. Transport is expeditious, but with care to provide as smooth a ride as possible. At the hospital, Ms. Hill is diagnosed with a bowel obstruction and taken to surgery where a portion of her bowel is removed and a col colostomy is created. Alright, gynecologic emergencies. Gynecologic, gynecology deals with the female reproductive system. Signs and symptoms include abdominal pain, vaginal bleeding, and abnormal discharge. Some gynecologic problems are life-threatening. Here's your case study introduction. EMTs Donna Smith and Jay Gladstone have arrived at an assisted living facility for a reported of a sick person. Their patient, Hugh Carpenter, is a 78-year-old man who has a history of urinary incontinence following surgery and radiation for prostate cancer. He has a Foley catheter in place for that problem. His home health aide called today because Mr. Carpenter is confused and he has a temperature of 100.4. Explain how there could be, how there could be, how, 
explain how there could be a relationship between Mr. Carpenter's medical history and his current problem. What questions should EMTs ask in obtaining Mr. Carpenter's history? And what aspects of the physical exam are particularly important in this patient? Again, I encourage you to pause this video, write these questions down so you can answer them as we go along. Female reproductive structures and functions. The vagina functions as birth canal during childbirth. The ovaries are the primary sex glands. The fallopian tubes extend from the knee from near each of the ovaries to the uterus. The endometrium is sloughed off during menses or the menstrual period. The much shorter female urethra extends from the urinary bladder, exiting just in front, exiting just in front of the vaginal opening. Learn this figure. Learn what its anatomy is. Gynecologic conditions that may cause abdominal pain or bleeding, sexual assault, vaginal bleeding, this venera, which is primarily from menstruation, ovarian cyst, endometritis, endometriosis, pelvic inflammatory disease, and sexually transmitted diseases. Sexual assault. Follow protocols for reporting sexual assault. Don't forget that you are a mandatory reporter. You must at least notify your supervisor. Sexual assault has physical and psychological effects that may include traumatic injuries, genital rectal swelling, bleeding pain, sexually transmitted diseases, and pregnancy. Psychological effects of sexual assault include anxiety, depression, fear, inappropriate feelings of guilt, flashbacks, nightmares, emotional withdrawal, numbness, and irritability. Follow these sexual assault guidelines. Don't allow the patient to change, bathe, comb, or clean any part of the body. Don't cut holes or tears in the clothing. Don't touch or change the crime scene. Don't clean wounds. Transport clothing along with the patient. Be non-judgmental. Provide a safe environment. Respect confidentiality and privacy. And ask only questions that are pertinent to patient care. Don't be trying to get up in anybody's business about their life. Treat your patient. Take them to the hospital. And report if you need to. Non-traumatic vaginal bleeding. Bleeding may be related to menses or to medical problems. The most common cause is spontaneous abortion. Spontaneous abortion is a miscarriage. Signs and symptoms of a spontaneous abortion include lower abdominal or pelvic pain, abdominal tenderness, vaginal bleeding, rapid pulse, signs and symptoms of shock. Menstrual pain. Strong uterine cramping that causes severe pain during menstruation is called dysmenorrhea. Dysmenorrhea is normally caused by hormonal imbalances. Ovarian cysts, fluid-filled sacs that form on the ovary. Signs and symptoms include unilateral abdominopelvic pain, abdominal tenderness, vaginal bleeding, pain during sexual intercourse or bowel movements. Endometritis, inflammation of the endometrium commonly caused by infection. Signs and symptoms include abdominal pelvic pain or tenderness, fever, abdominal distension, vaginal bleeding or discharge, discomfort during bowel movements. Endometriosis. Signs and symptoms include abdominal pelvic pain or tenderness, 
dysmenorrhea, vaginal bleeding, pain during sexual intercourse, or bowel movement. Pelvic inflammatory disease, infection of the female reproductive tract. The signs and symptoms include abdominal pelvic pain or tenderness, abnormal vaginal discharge, fever and chills, nausea or vomiting, anorexia, irregular vaginal bleeding or cramping, and pain during sexual intercourse. Sexually transmitted diseases, infections contracted through sexual contact. Most sexually transmitted diseases are caused by bacteria, viruses, parasites, or fungi. The most common are chlamydia and gonorrhea. Here's some common, common sexually transmitted diseases and their causes. Look over this, become familiar with it. Signs and symptoms of STDs include abdominal pelvic pain or tenderness, abnormal vaginal discharge, nausea, vomiting, fever, chills, irregular vaginal bleeding or cramping, pain during sexual intercourse or urination, genital itching, redness or swelling, lesions or ulcers. Your scene size up. Take standard precautions, BSIs, PPEs. Determine the nature of the illness or mechanism of injury. If it appears to be a crime scene, contact law enforcement. During your primary assessment, determine the patient's mental status. Ensure an open airway and adequate breathing. Administer oxygen to maintain the SpO2 of 94% or greater. Pay attention to perfusion status. Control external bleeding. Categorize as high priority for transport if the patient exhibits any of these symptoms. Poor general appearance, unresponsive, responsive, not following commands, severe pain, and shock. Secondary assessment, protect privacy and modesty. Be compassionate and professional. Obtain a history and vital signs. Perform a physical exam. I can't stress to you enough that you need to perform a physical exam. Ask the following questions. What are the signs and symptoms? Have the signs and symptoms gotten better or worse? How long have the signs and symptoms been present? What was the onset or was the onset sudden or gradual? What was, what was the patient doing on the, at the onset? Does the patient have allergies? When did the patient last eat or drink? What are the patient's medications and are they using contraceptives? What is the patient's past medical history? When was the patient's last menstrual period? Is there any vaginal bleeding? If so, how many menstrual pads have been saturated? Is there any possibility of pregnancy? How many pregnancies has she had? Is there any vaginal discharge? And has there been nausea or vomiting? And is there pain with urination? Signs and symptoms include vaginal discharge and or pain, abdominal pelvic pain or tenderness, nausea, vomiting, fever, chills, genital itching, redness, swelling, and signs of shock. Examine the abdomen during your physical exam. Ask if there is any vaginal bleeding, clots, or tissues. Obtain baseline vitals. When you ask about the uh, bleeding, clots, or tissues, uh, usually they would have noticed that if they went to the restroom and, and sat over the toilet. So they, they may have flushed it, they may not. If they didn't, you need to look at it. Um, if they did, you need to ask them what it looked like. Emergency medical care. If trauma is involved, consider spine motion restriction. 
maintain a patent airway, maintain adequate oxygenation, control external bleeding, place the patient in a comfortable position. Click on the term that is used to describe the condition in which tissue from the lining of the uterus is implanted outside of the uterus, where it may cause inflammation, scarring, bleeding, and adhesions. All right, if you chose endometriosis, you are correct. The condition in which the tissue from the lining of the uterus is the endometrium is implanted outside the uterine cavity. It's called endometriosis. This condition can result in inflammation, scarring, and adhesions. Okay, genitourinary and renal emergencies. Organs of the female reproductive system are separate from those in the female urinary system. In males, some of the structures are shared. Patients with genitourinary or renal conditions may experience abdominopelvic pain. Genitourinary renal structures and functions, the urinary system produces, stores, and eliminates urine. The kidneys filter the blood to excrete waste products into the urine. The kidneys also play roles in pH regulation and regulating blood volume and pressure. The uterus, the uter, excuse me, the ureters carry urine from the kidneys to the urinary bladder. The urinary bladder stores urine until it is eliminated through the urethra. In men, the urethra serves both urinary and reproductive functions. Here's your um, ureters extend from the kidneys to the urinary bladder. If you have ever had kidney stones or know anybody that has, the stones start here. And when they enter the ureter and travel down to the bladder, that is when the excruciating pain begins. The male urethra extends from the urinary bladder through the prostate gland and penis. Here's the prostate gland. The urethra comes from there all the way through the head of the penis. And here's the bladder. Common genitourinary renal conditions are urinary tract infections, kidney stones, and kidney failure. Uh, urinary tract infection. Most frequently caused by bacteria that enter through the urethra. More common in women, the elderly, diabetics, and patients who are immobile or catheterized may affect the urethra, bladder, ureters, kidneys, and in men, the prostate. Signs and symptoms include abdominopelvic pain or tenderness, blood in the urine, cloudy urine, strong odor to the urine, pain or burning with urination or intercourse, frequent or urgent need to urinate, genital or flank pain, and fever and chills. Kidney stones. Some of the worst pain you'll ever feel. I don't wish this on my worst enemy. Crystals form in the kidneys and must travel through the urinary system. Family history and dehydration are risk factors. Stones can cause severe pain. They definitely can cause severe pain. Untreated stones can lead to obstruction and kidney damage. Signs and symptoms include abdominal pelvic pain or tenderness, colicky severe back or flank pain, groin pain, fever, chills, abnormal urine color, pain with urination, frequent or urgent need to urinate, and nausea and vomiting. Kidney failure. The kidneys do not adequately filter waste and maintain homeostasis. Kidney failure may be acute or chronic. Acute kidney injury occurs over a period of days, and kidney failure may be, may be reversible. Chronic renal failure occurs over years, Symptoms progress from mild to severe. Diabetics and hypertension are leading causes. Condition is not reversible. Patient requires dialysis or kidney transplant for survival. Complications of kidney failure include pulmonary edema, 
cardiac tamponade or pericarditis, electrolyte and other metabolic problems, cardiac dysrhythmias, congestive heart failure, hypertension, and infections. Blood in the urine, stools or stools, altered mental status, edema to the feet, ankles, and legs, decrease or no urine output, hypertension, anorexia, tachycardia. Dialysis. In hemodialysis, blood is removed from the body and is circulated through a machine that filters it before returning to the body. Access through, the, through a shunt, fistula, port, or graft. In peritoneal dialysis, fluid is placed in the abdomen by a tube and the peritoneum functions as a dialysis membrane. The fluid is then drained from the abdomen. The process can be performed at home. Okay, in hemodialysis, a dialysis machine is connected to the access site, such as a shunt, formed by an artificial graft between an artery and a vein. And here we go. Here's an artificial vascular graft. They can go here. They can go in the upper arm. Uh, just depends on, I guess, where the doctor wanted to have it placed. And there's a real picture of it. These things are plastic. And if they bleed, then um, you can't pinch them off like an artery. So you have to do your best to stop the bleeding and get them to the hospital. In peritoneal dialysis, the dialysate is run through a tube into the patient's abdomen, as seen in figure A. Complications of dialysis include hemorrhage, hypotension, muscle cramps, peritonitis, nausea and vomiting, infection at the access site, irregular pulse, cardiac arrest, difficulty breathing. Complications of missed dialysis will be weakness in pulmonary edema. Dialysis emergency management, you need to support the airway, breathing, and circulation. Provide oxygen as needed. Stop bleeding from the access site. Position the patient and transport. Urinary catheters. Urinary catheters drain urine from the bladder. An, in, an indwelling or Foley catheter is the most common type. Patients are prone to urinary tract infection and device malfunction. So here's an indwelling catheter um, or Foley catheter. Goes up the urethra into the bladder where a balloon is inflated and it can disconnect here. So these things aren't cleaned or changed. Bad, bad. Could be uh, some be some bad urinary tract infection stuff going on there. And there's Grandpa Joe with his holy catheter. I'm not picking on this guy. It's really sad to see people like this. Catheter management. Note any unusual color, bleeding, swelling, or odor. If possible, drain the bag before transport and record the amount drained at the time. Scene size up, ensure that the scene is safe, take all standard precautions, determine whether the patient has been injured or is suffering from a medical illness. During your primary assessment, form a general impression from the following, mental status, airway breathing, oxygenation, circulation, and perfusion. The patient is a high priority for transport if they exhibit any of the following symptoms. Poor general appearance, unresponsive, responsive but not following commands, severe pain, or shock. During your secondary assessment, protect privacy and modesty. Be compassionate and professional. 
obtain a history and perform a physical exam, and obtain vital signs. Get a history. Signs and symptoms. What, when, how, and how fast. What was the patient doing at the time? Does the patient have any known allergies? What was the patient's last oral intake? Or you could ask, what was the last thing they ate or drank? What medications are they on? And what is their past medical history? When was, when was the patient's last menstrual period? Is there any genital pain or discharge? Is there any change in urine? Does the patient receive dialysis? And do they have any abdo abdominal, pelvic, or flank pain? Uh, has there been any nausea or vomiting? Signs and symptoms of abnormal color, uh, consistency or odor of urine, abdominal pelvic pain or tenderness, and nausea and vomiting. Fever, chills, syncope or altered mental status, pain or burning during sexual intercourse, flank, groin, or back pain, frequent or urgent need to urinate, and blood in the urine. Edema of the feet, ankles, legs, hypertension, anorexia, tachycardia, signs of shock. During your physical exam, assess the abdomen, assess other systems such as the lungs and cardiovascular system. Is there, if there is a catheter, observe the amount and appearance of the urine. Take and record vital signs. Emergency medical care. Establish spine motion restriction if needed. Maintain the airway and ventilation. Maintain oxygenation. Control major bleeding. Position the patient according to condition. Calm and reassure the patient and transport. During your reassessment, continuously monitor the patient for changes in mental status, airway, breathing, and circulation. Okay, our summary for today. Gynecologic conditions can present with abdominopelvic pain and vaginal discharge or bleeding. Be aware of special considerations in managing sexual assault patients. Protect the patient's privacy and modesty. Case study 2 conclusion. During the assessment, Donna and Jade learned that Mr. Carpenter seemed fine 24 hours ago, but today when, they, when the aide arrived, he was disoriented in person, place, and time. Jade notices that the collection bag for the catheter is about 350 milliliters of dark clouded urine. Mr. Carpenter's skin is hot and moist. His lungs sounds are clear and equal, and he complains of tenderness to his lower abdomen and right flank area. His vital signs are pulse 96 and regular. Respiration 20 with good tidal volume. Blood pressure 126 over 78. And an SpO2 of 96. DMTs recognize an altered mental status as a condition that makes the patient a high priority for transport. Using care, Donna empties the urine collection bag, noting the time, amount, and appearance of the urine. The EMTs use care to, uh, to avoid pulling on the catheter tubing. Once in the ambulance, they place the collection bag lower than Mr. Carpenter's body. Donna and Jade reassess the patient en route, and they transfer his care to staff at the hospital where he is diagnosed with a urinary tract infection. There are many potential causes of abdominopelvic pain, many of which can be serious. In emergency care, anticipate vomiting and be prepared to manage the airway. Make the patient as comfortable as possible. Be alert to the possibility of shock. Hematologic conditions are problems with the blood and the blood components. Problems EMTs may encounter include anemia, sickle cell disease, and hemophilia. 
Genitourinary disorders can present with abdominal pelvic pain, urinary tract infections, and kidney stones are common problems. Patients with chronic renal failure require dialysis, which can have serious complications. Okay, we'll see you next time.